on July 7, 1999, a priest named Father Ephraim from the United States of America sent off a very special letter to the Holy and Great Monastery of Adopedi on Mount Athos. Upon receiving it, the monks prayfully recorded the events described in it, giving thanks to God. The letter described how Father Ephraim had taken a copy of a famously miraculous icon of Panagia called Pandanasa home with him from Adopedi. The Pandanasa icon depicts the Mother of God serenely enthroned. She sits holding the child Christ on her lap with Archangels Michael and Gabriel to the left and right hand of her throne, bowing and stretching out their hands in prayer to her. On this occasion, Father Ephraim had taken his copy of Panagia Pandanasa with him on a house visit to visit a faithful family in his parish. It was a Sunday and the woman he was visiting was confined at home with a stroke. She lived with her two daughters. When he arrived at their home, one daughter greeted him cheerfully, while the other, Elizabeth, did not speak to him at all. She stood by her mother's bed, with her eyes fixed on the floor, leaning on the bed rail. Father Ephraim assumed that she ignored him because she was upset with him. He approached the bed where the mother lay and placed the icon of Pandanasa he brought from Vatapedi beside her. He then began to recite the prayers for preparation for Holy Communion in order for the mother to partake of Holy Communion. At that moment, Elizabeth suddenly came to her senses and looking at him, took the icon of Panagia and offered it to her mother to venerate. She recited the prayers of preparation for Holy Communion with her mother and sister, but then remained silent. After Communion, she turned her gaze to the floor and again leant on the bed rail. When father went home, he called Elizabeth's brother to ask about her strange behaviour. The brother explained that after he left the house, Elizabeth collapsed to the floor and was rushed to hospital by her family. The girl's episode was the result of a seizure from a large brain tumour caused by the recurrence of breast cancer that was in remission for several years. Elizabeth was not upset with Father Ephraim after all. Instead, she was rendered mute and unable to move as a result of the seizure she was suffering, except miraculously for the short amount of time that she held the icon of Panagia Pandanasa. The CT scan taken immediately after Elizabeth's seizure showed that she had only a few weeks to live. However, further tests revealed later that her cancer had inexplicably disappeared. We know that one of the earliest occurrences of this form of icon depicting an enthroned Panagia can be dated back to the early 7th century Cyprus in Mosaic. The wonder-working icon of Panagia Pandanasa, a copy of which healed the woman of her cancer, was brought to the Holy Monastery of Atapedi by Saint Joseph the Hezekast while he was alive and remains there to this day. The first recorded miracle was witnessed by Saint Joseph himself. One day, a young man from Cyprus went to visit him and entered the church. The elder, hidden from view, witnessed a glowing light radiating from the face of the Theotokos, and an invisible power pushed the young man down to the ground. When the young man recovered from his fall, he began to repent and weep. He confessed that he did not believe and was a participant in the black arts. This miracle was a catalyst for the young man to change his life and he was baptized an Orthodox Christian soon after. Saint Joseph the Hesychast often refers to Panagia as Pandanasa in his writings, highlighting the importance of Panagia's place as the queen of all. In one of his letters he writes, You should have the fear of God as a constant adornment, humility as a modest garment, the queen of all Pandanasa as your mighty protection.
There have been many churches dedicated to Panagia Pandanasa throughout history, with notable monasteries dedicated to Pandanasa in Athens, in what is now called Monastiraki, and at the Byzantine fortress city of Mistras in the Peloponnese. More recently, the holy monastery of Panagia Pandanasa on Mangrove Mountain, north of Sydney, was founded in 1976 as the Monastery of the Transfiguration before being renamed to Panagia Pandanasa in 1995 by Archbishop Stylianos of blessed memory. The name Pandanasa is literally translated as the Queen, Anasa, of all Panda. Panagia's position, more honourable than the angels, the archangels and the creatures, strikes the beholder immediately upon her first glance at her. Her great humility allowed her to become the throne of her son and God, who is seated on her lap. It is for this reason that the Queen of all, Panagia, has the great boldness before God. Archbishop Makaris of Australia recently said that if we could see with the eyes of our soul, we would witness our Panagia kneeling at the throne of God, praying for the entire world. For this reason, we should not lose hope, as Panagia loves us and intercedes for us as our Queen. The iconographic style of Panagia Pandanasa, with Panagia enthroned and holding Christ in her lap, is known as the Panachrando style, which translates to All Immaculate. Christ himself takes the posture of the Pandokrator, with his right hand extended in a blessing. Moreover, it is not uncommon for the periphery of the icon to depict the archangels and angels bowed in reverence to Panagia and Christ. One other icon in this style is the Cyprus icon of Panagia, which has a remarkable story. This icon was in a church dedicated to the Theotokos in Cyprus when an Arab passed by and shot an arrow at the icon of the Mother of God. This icon started to bleed and the Arab fled in fright, rushing back home. However, he never made it back and he died as a result of his impiety. This icon is rather well known in Russia. Another icon is Our Lady of Sedneia in the Sedneia Monastery in Syria. This monastery is said to be founded by the Byzantine Emperor and Saint Justinian, and according to tradition, this icon was painted by Saint Luke the Evangelist. A visiting Frenchman named Giraud in 1175 wrote about this icon. In this church, I saw an image painted on wood, in a window of the sanctuary and strongly guarded by an iron grill. It was an image of the Blessed Virgin. But now, wonderful to tell, the painting is incarnate upon the wood and oil more fragrant than balm streams from it without seas. A multitude of Christians, Saracens and Jews have been cured of various illnesses by this oil. And note that this oil never diminishes no matter how much is taken. No one dares to touch this painting, but all can see it. The oil is religiously conserved, and one takes it with devotion and faith in honour of the Holy Virgin, and with due reverence one obtains unfailingly whatever one asks for. Ultimately, these Panagia Panachrandos icons highlight the majesty and glory of Christ and the ever-Virgin Mary who bore Him. The ultimate goal of our lives as Christians is to be united with Christ, first on earth, so that we may be counted worthy to be with Him in the Kingdom of Heaven. Truly, there is no one person who has achieved this more than Panagia the Theotokos. It is easy for us to perhaps look upon the glory of Panagia her immaculateness and sinlessness as being something unattainable. However, Panagia provides the ultimate example of our life dedicated to Christ. She shows us the potential of humanity, the potential to turn totally away from sin, 
the potential to live solely for others and not for ourselves, the potential to give our hearts wholly to God. Panagia is the exemplar of many virtues, but perhaps none more so than humility and obedience. Upon receiving the message of the Annunciation from the Archangel Gabriel, Panagia did not consider her own will or desires, but instead gave herself totally to the will of God, saying, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Likewise, when seeing Christ crucified on the cross, Panagia did not cry out bitterly, but silently endured the unspeakable pain of witnessing her son's suffering, all the while remaining obedient and trusting in God's providence. It is through Panagia that we as Christians can see the roadmap to salvation. In the Salutations of the Theotokos, we praise Panagia, saying, Hail heavenly ladder by which God came down, hail bridge leading from earth to heaven. Not only did Panagia make salvation a possibility for us by being the only human worthy to bear our Lord and Saviour, but through her we have a ceaseless mediator who brings all our petitions, pains and prayers before Christ. In the passage from the Gospel of Luke that is read during the Paraclesis service, upon receiving Mary into her home, Elizabeth exclaims, Why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? If Elizabeth, being a righteous and just person, should say this, then how much more should we marvel and rejoice that despite our wretchedness and sinfulness, the mother of our God always comes in intercedes on our behalf? Truly we are blessed to have Panagia as our intercessor before God and as a paragon of perfect love and humility. With these final thoughts, we come to the end of our Icons of Panagia series. Through the Icons of Panagia that have been presented and all the miraculous events behind them, we can see that our aim in life is to strive to approach Christ with all our heart, with Panagia as the mediator and guide throughout. Panagia is a perfect example on how to approach God with humility, love and obedience so that our souls may truly magnify the Lord. Most Holy Theotokos, intercede for us.